What's up, my fellow Clock Dodgers? I have something I want to share with you. So you're staring at your weekly fantasy opponent and thinking to yourself, I would love to challenge just one of his players, not his entire team. But your fantasy sports service doesn't allow you to. Now you can on the all-new No Halftime app. The No Halftime app allows you to create individual challenges using players or teams. For example, you can put Steph Curry versus Russell Westbrook, Paul George versus LeBron James, or you can get all crazy like me and do DeMarcus Cousins versus John Wall. Creating a challenge takes seconds, and accepting challenges is even easier. No halftime challenges can be private or public and creative for the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, college football, college basketball, and other sports. Join today and get started. Real money and fantasy supremacy await you. Visit NoHalftime.com for more information and to download the No Halftime app for your iPhone. Receive a special Clock Dodgers bonus of $10 by entering the promo code CLOCK at sign up. No halftime, where the fantasy sports season never takes a break. Thank you for joining us here at the Clock Dodgers Podcast. I am Neil, your host, and of course I got my boy Vic here. Say hello to the people, Vic. Hello. How you doing today, man? Good? Doing awesome, man. That's all that matters. So we have a fun-packed episode for you guys. We have a little game of foul or no foul. We have a tons of sports drama to go into, NBA, NFL stuff happening. So let's jump straight into this and not even waste any time. Manny Pacquiao, shame on you. Clock Dodgers does not support things like this, but of course... When you talk about stuff like this, we are not afraid to jump into the conversation. We will go where other podcasts will not go. Pacquiao over the weekend made statements about gay people, said they were worse than animals. A lot of ridiculous statements. No reason to go there. And it's 2016. I'm disappointed that we're even talking about it. It's just sad. Yeah, I mean, his his whole thing about, oh, you know, uh, have you ever seen animals engage in same-sex behavior and this and that? I mean, never mind the the fact that what he said was abhorrent. I mean, that's obvious. But uh, like, really, Manny, like, do you must not really own a lot of animals because uh, I I live with three dogs, uh, all of whom are male. And the other night, I was watching one dog, you know, just casual as he could be, uh, just go up and start licking the other dog's butthole, and both of them are males. <laughs> like, come on, Manny, really, like, for you to even say that. Just man, I, I I don't even know what to you know what to really make of all that. And then of course, like a lot of other people, then he throws up his paper shield of oh the Bible says this and this, so you're using that as you know as what's supposed to save you or what your justification is. I mean I I don't know. Does it it it's kind of like a non-story to me. I mean, obviously what he said obviously reached and shocked a lot of people, but again, it's just another case of a a bigoted guy speaking on stuff that I really think he has no idea about. Yeah. I mean, number number one, why are you talking about it? Like, why do we even care? Like, was was he asked by the newspaper? I don't know if he was asked directly or did he just throw that out there? I I don't know. I, I guess you would assume he was asked in some, I don't know. I don't even know if you would ask someone that, but like, you know, you got to assume that like guys in the, you know, Guys like me and you know, so guys like him or anybody else, you know, like these aren't things that you discuss to the public. You know, even if that's your belief and that's your feeling, 
it's called a, a personal feeling or a personal opinion because it's yours, you know? So sometimes you don't want to share these kind of things. And obviously you, we know many cases, you know, wh- whether, wh- whether he's right, whether he's wrong, whether, you know, it's his feeling, I really don't care. I just think that we've seen many cases like this and they're not always on the, you know, the, the gay angle, but like guys like Donald Sterling said what he said, uh, obviously his got exposed though. It, it wasn't like he purposely did it, but um, I don't know if you remember John Rocker. Closer How could I not remember okay. John Rocker? That guy said ridiculous stuff, and yeah. he knew it was getting published. You know what I mean? And it's like all these guys, it, they end up either losing their career. It, you know, he lost Nike endorsement already, and, and wonderful pistachios. Exactly. You know, those are that's that's big for him, and it's just like I don't. What is that worth it to you? You know what I mean? To go there, to go there in, in that sense, is it worth it for you to be? Because he's never going to come un, out from under this. Let's, I mean, let's be honest. Like he's going to forever you know, be bashed for it or be questioned about it. I know he came out and, and did the, you know, the typical thing that any public figure does and apologizes, but after the fact, it doesn't really matter. I don't think. Probably not so much for him, Neil. And I mean, especially he's somebody who's running for president of the Philippines. How much is it really going to hurt him? Probably not a lot. I mean, the Nike endorsement, uh, losing that certainly hurts, but He's somebody who's uh, reported to have earned over $300 million in his career. Uh, plus, I can't imagine that the cost of living in the Philippines is very much. So that $300 million probably stretches a long way where he rests his head. Uh, but the, And again, the very fact that he's somebody who's running for public office, and I get um, maybe a lot of people don't know that the Philippines is almost overwhelmingly Catholic, so of they course, probably agree with him. Exactly. So, of course, he's saying probably what he thinks he needs to say. Uh, but the fact that he's running for a position to be a leader of a country and, you know, he's out there spouting this uh, anti-gay propaganda, whatever, uh, definitely shows a pretty appalling lack of knowledge and sensitivity for the people of his country. They may not be a big part of it. But again, you know, you're going to be elected into in the public office and and you know, there's it no just... place for it. You know what I mean? And 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 newsflash, Manny, you know, if you're speaking to a newspaper there, we're going to hear it here. You know, what I mean, there is a thing called the Internet <laughs> and it's not nothing you say today stays where you say it. No, period. Whether someone has an iPhone out and is recording you, whether it's going to be written in paper, it's going to find its way to the Internet and you're going to be scrutinized for it, whether it's positive, negative. So. You know, it was a stupid thing to do. It's going to affect him, you know, majorly. I don't, you know, guys, you know, let's just kill the gay stuff, man. It's like, it's, it's nothing. I, I, to me, it's weird because it's not even a story to me. It's not. I don't I don't know who reads, you know, the comments that he's making and like, was like looking for that, like to hear that. Like, I don't even know wh- why that comes up in conversations anymore to anybody. I don't know why it's a big, you know, I mean, obviously, you know, I'm pro whatever it is, you know, if, if they want to do it, do it. But as far as you know, why we're asking guys for their opinions and all this kind of stuff. I don't, I don't know why it matters. Well, we know the media needs something to write about. Yeah. And a lot of times they will intentionally bait people or ask things in such a way that they'll get the response that they're hoping to get. Maybe that's the case of what happened to him, or maybe he just, you know, got up there on his, uh, on his soapbox and just started spouting whatever came to mind. Um, yeah, either way, it just it really is unfortunate. Um, everyone ha- everyone has these, you know, like I said, it, in every sport, it, you know, it transcends every sport. There's always a guy or, you know, or why not that's done stuff like this. So it's just the nature of people. You know, you ask them a question, they're going to answer it. But 
again, guys got to, you know, learn that you don't say everything you feel to the public. You know, like I said, John Rocker did it. Um, Ozzy Guillen, remember? John, whole... John Rocker was skewered for doing that in a time when, you know, the culture hadn't shifted to what it is today, yeah. when it was sort of still sort of acceptable. His to, was kind to, of, the, his was like to, racist. To say, and, oh, oh, he racist, sexist, homophobic. Yeah, it was everything. Uh, he bashed people with AIDS. He was uh, trying he, to bash New York. New Yorkers <laughs> in general. Yeah. yeah. That's what he was going for. But guess what? Nobody got behind him on that one. No. I, think he, I think he may have expected a, a different response, but... And then uh, Ozzy Guillen with the Fidel Castro comments, he got a lot of you know remark you know comments for that. So I don't know. I just think it's it's pointless. When I, I feel like guys should know better at this point when it comes up when it comes to questions like that, just don't answer it just, unless yeah. you're ready for you know. What Obviously, comes with it. he's not a very good politician if he couldn't you know shuck and jive and move the topic into another place where you know he didn't have to put himself in a position to make headlines like yeah. that. Well, it was crazy. Like I said, I don't want to go too much into it. I just wanted to bring it up cuz you know I just think it's ridiculous. Just just guys, leave it alone, man. Just stop a- answering these questions. But I agree wholeheartedly. And, and it's like, you know, speaking on controversy and issues that are, you know, people being slandered right now. Peyton Manning is going through a whole lot. I mean, I mean, he just won the Super Bowl and I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the negative uh of his his past being brought up. Last week, Vic, you sat here in this very studio and said, <laughs> I don't like Peyton Manning, the person. And a lot of things are coming out right now where it seems like you're not alone. And there are a lot of people who hate Peyton Manning, the person. And uh, I don't know where to go with this. I don't know you know, what to believe. It's kind of everywhere. This is such a crazy story, man. And I, I said what I said mostly out of... Obviously, the Colts used to be AFC East rivals, and they used to play the Dolphins. Manning would always engineer a comeback to beat our asses like he did to pretty much every other team over the course of his career. But even then, there was just something about the squeaky clean guy and this carefully crafted image. It just seemed too, it seemed too phony to me. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, the story that we're talking about right now wasn't, was it out when you said that? You weren't talking about that in any way, right? You weren't referring oh, to Oh, no. That. Oh, no. I've, I've long, you know. Just felt that way. Ask anybody who knows me, and I've long held these beliefs about him. Again, take nothing away from what he's done on the field. But, uh, yeah, and it's it's just funny. Like, man, you really don't want to be the the person who's involved in that story immediately after the Super Bowl. Because now, two years in a row, post-Super Bowl, we've got a story where two iconic players, first Tom Brady and now Peyton Manning, are being completely torn down by the media. My question is, who, who did – where – why is this all coming about now? Who did Peyton Manning piss off Yeah, I mean, did the they media? wait – for this to happen, you know, for the Super Bowl to win. Like that now that he's possibly retiring, they're bringing this out. It's the timing of it just feels very strange. Yeah. And for anyone that doesn't know, it has a lot to do with when he was in college. Um, he, he There's a bunch of different things I actually read. I know he did something to the, was it a trainer or is this, she was, she was something with the school when he, she was, uh, she was head athletic trainer for something like 10 years already. Um, and supposedly she, he exposed himself to her. And- she started working there in like 1998 or 1988 and had worked her way up and, um, or, or wait, what you, Oh, you want me to, to elaborate a bit on what, yeah, actually on what was, exactly what's yeah, for those who may not know. So for those who may not know, um, an athletic trainer had Manning on a table, supposedly looking at his ankle and, uh, then purports that Manning then got up off the table and basically, you know, placed his uh, 
his genitals and his butt crack on her face with his uh, junk over her head, for lack of a better term. You know, kind of, uh, I I guess, sort of like a teabagging, if you want to call it that. But, I mean, I get that people do stupid shit in college. Again, we talked about that last week. Young kids do young, stupid things, man. But how many people are these entitled son of a former famous quarterback who was a college legend, Heisman Trophy candidate. I mean, is it really that shocking that a guy like that probably thought he was untouchable and could do this to whoever he wanted? And then the supposed aftermath where they, the university told a, uh, told the woman to go back and recant her story and say that it was a black player oh, wow. who did it yeah. to, to try to absolve Manning and then there's all kinds of mess in there. You know, there's, you know, that obviously him or, or boosters and stuff donate a lot of money or his family donates a lot of money to the school. I also read something about she was trying to crack down on student athletes and their grades and stuff. And I don't know if she accused him of cheating or no, th- this is yet another story which has come out recently. And this is supposedly before the alleged, um, I don't even know what you'd call it. Sexual misconduct, I guess. Yeah. Uh, putting your junk in someone's face, but <laughs> what, what, however you want to label it though, no, this other one, it's, um, it's another series of documents where there's uh, there's a few pages in this report that were like, you know, if you see those TV shows where they have like FBI documents and they'll have sentences, oh, but yeah. like everything, the blacked key parts out. are blacked out. Yeah. That's pretty much what we have. And what is being speculated is that uh, he may have committed academic fraud as well. Uh, this one's a fairly new one. Uh, this one came out, I believe, yesterday or maybe even today. Uh, with certainly within the last 24 hours. So there isn't yet a whole lot of information. But again, everybody's always in a rush to be the first one to report something before we actually have the facts, yep. you know, in the name of ratings and, and being the first. Yeah. And I think I mentioned to you also, like the, 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 um, the story that came out, I believe it was with the sexual, uh, conduct, uh, came out in the New York daily news by uh, a writer, Sean King, mm-hmm. which when I first seen it, I already kind of ignored it because there's a lot going on with Sean King himself um, you know, not being black or not being fully black. And he's a black activist. So there's a whole bunch of mess going on. And so I kind of just pushed it off. Like this guy's incredible, you know? So I don't know why he's the one that happened to drum it all up. Cause I don't even think he, I don't know if he does even does sports really, but I, I only know him for his black activist work, but um, I was like kind of disregarding it because of all the, you know, the stuff that I heard about him not even being legitimate as it was. See, and that's the other thing that you have to take into consideration with this is it, it really does come across as just this one guy, Sean King, who, just seems to have a personal vendetta against Peyton Manning. Yeah. So that's why you kind of have to take everything with not just a grain of salt, but probably the whole shaker as well. If you look at his work, it seems like he's always out to to embarrass someone, to bash someone, to you know, to tear someone down or whatnot. And I always, and when I heard the stories about him not possibly not being black, I was like, is this guy trying to divert? Have you, have you ever seen him? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He doesn't. Mm, I don't know. <laughs> no, I mean, he, he, you know, he's he's very light skinned. Yeah, definitely. Um, and he says that he is biracial. Um, but, but even beyond that, um, he's purported also to have been involved in like the black lives matter movement and supposedly skimming money off the top of charities and the families not receiving it. So, and I think even the, uh, the, the leader of the, of the black lives matter movement, uh, was the one who publicly said this, that, yeah. Oh, you know, a lot of these families didn't get their money again, a lot, a lot of smoke, um, not really any 
fire, but definitely Sean King's credibility is is to is be in called question. into question. Big, exactly. Big and, so, time. and so it's hard to you know for me to take the story serious when it comes from a person who I don't even take serious in the first place. Well, not that I don't take serious, but I just don't know you know whether how credible he really is. So it's just I don't know. I just, I just find it weird in how in society we build people up, and it's almost like we do it to tear them down. Because we've built Peyton Manning up to be this legend, exactly. this and hero, now, and now as soon as his career is over, right off of the cusp of a Super Bowl win, we're trying to tear him down. They did. And the, I don't get it. They did the same thing to Jordan. Jordan for a long time, a lot of his, you know, and Michael Jordan, of course, I'm referring to, uh, a lot of his assholeish behavior mm-hmm. was kind of swept under the rug, and then. All of a sudden, when it became convenient for them to write the story, then when he was retiring, oh, by the way, Michael Jordan's a degenerate gambler who spends yeah. hundreds of thousands betting on golf and in casinos, and his gambling debts might have gotten his father killed. People even, you know, try to put that out there. And again, you're right. They build these people up so the media can basically make you whatever they want. Yeah, they build you up. They profit off you as they write great stories about you and, and do these great specials on you. And then as soon as they're done with you, as soon as you're no longer valuable to them, they trash you to make get more to make more headlines and to sell more once they're done, you know, with what you did good. And and again, like I said at the beginning of this topic, that's really what I want to know in this whole thing. Who did he piss off to to make it to where he's no longer the media darling that there's now, I guess, sort of a witch hunt out there to try to, you know, ruin uh, what's left of him at the tail end of his career. That's what I want to know. Yeah, it's a good question. And, and so do you think this will just come and go? Or do you think this is something? I mean, can, can anything come of this as far as any kind of charges still? Or is it too far past that? I, I think already the damage has been done. Just an image if, if thing? Where exactly, because he, over the years, had this carefully crafted down home all shucks guy kind yeah. of image mm-hmm. and the walls are kind of crumbling down on that bit by bit so i, I still, think the the damage has already been done now how how lasting will it really be obviously remains to be seen yeah i still expect to see him on tv or something without know? a doubt <laughs> along with uh, charles woodson who just got picked up by espn i think to uh replace Keyshawn. Keyshawn. Oh. so i'm happy about that obviously nice um so yeah so i mean it's interesting i don't know you know i i, I think this is going to go on for a while i think it's gonna, oh, yeah. you know we're going to keep hearing new stuff because because again and it's after the Super Bowl and before the draft, and there has to be something out there to talk about. And I guess this year, this is the the story du jour, so to yeah. speak. And so, speak, staying on the same lines of the NFL, we're obviously coming up to a lot of stuff, free agency and all this kind of stuff. So, I, we haven't really touched on the NFL as much since the season ended. But I wanted to go into free agency and, and things like that because it is getting closer uh and just kind of see you know kind of pick your brain a little bit have some fun with this and see exactly where you think some guys may land it's always a fun conversation um to discuss guys that are free agents and and whatnot uh i'm gonna just basically throw some names out there and you know we'll kind of see what we agree or not agree on where these guys are going to end up um some of the big names that everyone's going to talk about of course von miller i i don't see how you disagree that he's going to be franchised do you see that any other end in any other way yeah, they're going to let him walk after he just basically <laughs> won them a title. They're going to say, nope, hey, thanks for the great work, buddy, but uh, we'll, you know, we're moving on. We think we can draft your replacement. No, of course, I'm I'm absolutely kidding. Uh, yeah, there's no way. That's probably the surest bet of, of anything. What about Josh Norman? Franchise also? Or do you think they'll work something out? Or is there any chance he leaves? I, I don't see it happening I, I again. I don't think you can let him leave. Yeah. I don't think he'll want to leave. You know, Carolina just went to the Super Bowl. It's it's a good situation. Plus, Josh Norman, I don't, I didn't even realize it until the middle of the season, but he's already like twenty nine. Yeah, like he's, he's, he's been in for a while, so it would make sense for him not to try to. 
I mean, granted, there will be a lot of suitors for him, but he's in a system with great players around him that allow him to have the freedom to do what he does. Like, why would you walk away from that situation? Yeah, and I, and I, and I know we discussed last week some running backs, um, and I know you said guy, you, you feel like a guy like Matt Forte may chase the championship, right? That's what you think he's going to do. Um, what about a guy like Eric Weddle? safety for the chargers do you feel like i think he's like 31 do you think he's also going to chase the championship do you feel like any guy over that 30 age range is chasing championships or do you feel like he's possibly going for money because i can see him going for the money and i can well okay i'm a raider fan so let's uh, let's let's hold that on for a second here but and just don't even think about that i honestly can see him going to oakland for a couple of reasons okay <laughs> not just because of my bias but i can see him going there oh, of course we can offer almost more money than anybody okay so we can't we no one's gonna deny the fact that money talks Number two, he was he left the Chargers in kind of a bad taste in his mouth. He didn't want to. Exactly. So can you if you give this guy an opportunity to stay in California on the West Coast, get tons of money, and get to play the Chargers twice a year in the same division, you're telling me you're not interested in that? We, de- we definitely can't discount that. Look what uh, look what Alden Smith did. That's how he round up in silver and black. Yeah, and I hope he comes back too. But it's like a lot of people see Weddle as a, a Patriot kind of guy fits their thing or, you know, chase a championship. So you're going to go somewhere like that. But I honestly, I don't, I don't see him doing that. And you know, I just think the chance of playing the chargers again is something that, you know, twice a year and kind of being able to stop their playoff hopes and stuff like that will be a big deal to someone like him. There's a lot of fun names out there too, especially like on offense. You got all Jeffrey who, I mean, even as a fantasy player, where, where do you see him in wide receivers? When healthy, I don't see any reason why he's not at least one of the top 15 receivers in the league, if you want to argue a little bit higher than I, that, I, even I, I could see, too. I definitely argue. I, I, I can say you can almost argue, when healthy, top five, top eight, he's in there, man. He's, he's good. He's still young. He's not even 28 yet. He's a 6'3 jump ball machine that catches everything thrown his way. Uh, you know, and, and Jay Cutler's been his quarterback, and he still put up decent numbers. Um, and again, when he was on the field last year, he was very productive. Uh, Going to be a lot of teams definitely lining up for his services as well. Uh, do you any chance he stays there? Do they franchise him? I don't see it, man. I just don't see it. And, and, and speaking, I know he's not a free agent, but Cutler. Do you think he's the, the quarterback of the future for them? I mean, do you honestly? I mean, Cutler. You, yeah. Do you, Jay Cutler. Yeah. Do you feel like he's? I mean, they got to move on. From quarterback of the future. He's like thirty. Yeah, already. I know. But I mean, do you think they're gonna keep sticking with him, or do you like? I don't know. It just seems like I feel like I feel like he just. I don't know. He starts slow. Everyone says he ends pretty well, but I really don't think he does. Like I just don't care for Jay Cutler. I, I feel like they should move on from him too. I mean, they ought to, but again. What better who, option? Who you got? Yeah. Who you well, got okay. sitting out there who's going to be any better? Okay, so so quarterback free agents. Cousins hasn't resigned with the Redskins, and they're saying there's some issues there, although I still think they're going to resign, but he's an option. You got Bradford, who apparently want they, they want him back too, but, you know, again, money talks and opportunity talks. And then Osweiler. So if they franchise Von Miller, you can't franchise both guys. So does – would Osweiler have interest outside the Broncos? Do you think teams will be no, interested? No, they're, they're, they're not going to franchise Osweiler because well, I don't even know what the exact number is. Or Oh, no, oh no, if it was for Kirk Cousins, like say if the Redskins were to franchise him, it'd be like $19 million. Do you think they're giving no. Osweiler 19? Hell no. Okay, so do you think he goes somewhere else or do you think there's, he's going to stay there? I guess the answer to that question lies in are they going to wait – are they going to wait for word from Peyton Manning 
Please or, don't. Please or is, don't. Uh, you know, is Elway going to make a move and make a commitment and say, hey, we want you to be our guy of the future. Come back to this team where you're going to have star receivers. You know, we're going to draft linemen and running backs to put around you. And you've got a spectacular defense, yeah. quite possibly the best defense in the league backing you up. Yeah. See, I think Osweiler is fine for the Broncos. I don't. Yeah. I think he has more value with the Broncos than anywhere else. He's, True. he's used to the system. He, he, he was, you know, decently successful in it. And they don't need an all pro quarterback. Their team just doesn't need it. You know what I mean? It's just how it is. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't see any of the quarterbacks leaving their, their homes right now that they're at. I don't see Cousins, Bradford. Ryan Fitzpatrick is yeah. uh, is out there. You, you mean to tell me you don't think the, the Broncos could absolutely win a Super Bowl with Fitzy at quarterback? Oh, yeah, of course. But you, I don't think the Jets are going to let him leave. Even, even when um, Brandon Marshall was on ESPN, they said, you know, oh, Colin Kaepernick said he wanted to be a, a Jet. And he was like, I don't want Colin Kaepernick. I got Ryan Fitzpatrick. And he's like, he, I, I, Ryan Fitzpatrick is good, man. He's underrated. He don't get any of the credit he deserves. He not been in the playoffs, though. Yeah. That's the one knock on him so far. And he is a bit of a turnover machine. He's definitely competent, and he knows how to get the ball in his star's hands. Um, he had, uh, even when he was in, in Houston uh, the year before last, he had DeAndre Hopkins you know, and obviously a guy who had a monster breakout year this year. But even before that, he was something in the like in the top ten in in um in receptions. And uh, I guess uh, I forgot the term, but it's um basically what the NBA requa- uh, equates to is usage rate. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. like like catch rate or yeah. something like that. And had him in the top ten, so he knows how to find his stars. But got to get to the playoffs, buddy. Yeah. You're well, judged by what have you done? Exactly. What have you done lately? And and the uh, the Dolphins. Your Dolphins have some interesting free agents. We I know we discussed Lamar Miller last week. You got Vernon. Olivier Vernon is that's the, the name big one that's being thrown about. A lot of people are liking him to leave. A lot of people are definitely going to line up to uh, to pay for a premier edge rusher. And even though the numbers haven't really been there. Um, he, over the last half of the year, he led the league in quarterback hurries. So definitely is adept at getting pressure. Uh, I would hate to see him leave, but again, with the massive, uh, kickback from Sue's contract this year, plus Ryan Tannehill's extension kicking in. And we have to think about paying Lamar Miller. Um, are they really going to commit all that money to the defensive line? You've already got wake and Sue there. I don't know. I'd hate to see him go, but he might, they might just have to. Yeah, it, it, it'll be interesting. I mean, he, he's a big name that a lot of guys haven't really heard of. I also, um, I don't know, didn't, did, did Sue restructure? I'm, I'm hearing word he made. Do you think he will? Come on, that's a fat deal, man. He it's can, a he fat can get, deal. He could save a little bit off of that. He's, but he's got all the leverage. Why would he? Yeah. Like, you're, co- you're coming to him and saying, oh, we want you to take a little bit of a pay cut, whether they're going to give it to him on the back end. But he could just be like, nah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think he will either. He doesn't seem to seem like that kind of guy. But the Dolphins could certainly use that help, Sue. Um, so it's, so there's a lot of names. We'll get more into it, of course, as the season gets closer. Obviously, it's going to affect fantasy in, in a big way, you know, where, where these where some of these guys end up, you know, Jeffrey and, and whatnot. So we'll get more and more into it as, you know, as the season comes back closer. But we're like in a dead off season right now for the NFL. So what well, you were talking about, Eric Weddle uh, in, a, in a Raiders uniform. Do you think you'd rather see him or Eric Berry? Because Eric Berry is another guy within the division who's been linked to possibly going to Oakland. Who would you rather see in silver and black? How about the Raiders have no safeties? We sign both. <laughs> <laughs> now, but seriously, uh, it's, a, it's a good question. Um, Eric Berry, comeback player of the year last year, came back from cancer. You know, that's that's fucking awesome. So I don't I mean, I, I don't know. Eric Berry's younger. 
So maybe any super not, not, not by much. Yeah, that's true. But they're both super talented, man. I I would welcome either one. You know, I think they're both good. They're both can be hot. You know, guys on the market. So I don't know. There's there, there's a ton of guys to look at. There's a ton of uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. Mm-hmm. You know, I know he blew his finger off and Muhammad Wilkerson also, but probably another guy who might likely franchise. be franchised. Yeah, yeah. He, he, and he's a guy you know that's super talented, yeah. super talented, man. That, that Jets D line is, is is nasty. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's another big name. So like again, there's a bunch out there. You know, franchise tags are coming up soon, I think, whether guys are going to get franchised. So we'll have a little more well, clarity. free agency is starting March 9th. Yeah. So I think they've got, what, a few days after that? I believe so. To franchise, like the 12th, I believe. Yeah. So it's gonna, we're going to know pretty soon. And, and, and like I said, I, I assume – I expect guys to sign quick once free agency starts. I assign a lot of the – I expect some of the big names to go pretty quickly. And like I said, as we discuss fantasy football more and, uh, you, know, um, you know, next year's power rankings and all that kind of stuff, of course, we'll get more into – you know, the guys and where they sign and whatnot, but it's always fun to throw it around everyone. Of course, everyone wants their team to sign everybody though. So, you know, as a Raider fan, we got the cap space to do it. So do it. Cap space and a promising future. Yeah. I know a lot of people say, Oh, nobody wants to go to the Raiders. You know, they, you know, especially guys chasing championships or whatnot. I I don't, I don't get it at this point. Like I know I'm a Raider fan. I'm super biased and, and whatnot, but with a quarterback like Carr, wide receiver like Cooper, you know, the, the defense is decent. You know, the only thing that I do, I think that hurts the Raiders is the, being in Oakland, like not knowing whether they're going to go somewhere else, get a new stadium, call somewhere true. else home. Yeah. You know, it does affect guys, you know, and where they go. Cause they got to think they got to move their family again. If they change, you know, locations, you know, St. Louis went all the way to LA, you know, that's, that's a life change for your family. So I think that's something that, you know, affects players cause they only signed a one year, you know, re re up with, uh, with Oakland and the Coliseum. So we'll see. But there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of moving parts with free agency. So we'll see how that all shakes out. And again, we'll get more into it and more into it as things get closer. And once free agency starts, we'll discuss, you know, the big names that sign and whatnot. Uh, and speaking of deadlines and things starting, the trade deadline for the NBA just passed. Um, the stories are more about what didn't happen than what did happen. We expected guys, Dwight Howard, Blake Griffin. You know, we were, we were throwing all these big superstars out there, expecting them to get moved. And by the time the trade deadline ended, we were all asleep on our <laughs> pillow because we were bored. We couldn't believe it. I mean, I, I sat there and just kept refreshing and refreshing and the refreshing. Big, the biggest <laughs> trade was really Jeff Green for Lance Stevenson, a trade that would have been hot like three years ago. Yep. And those were the biggest names that were moved. Like, yeah, it was it was definitely a massive disappointment. The, the, obviously, Channing Fry to the Cavs. Everybody's talking about it just because it's LeBron. It's a solid move. There's definitely nothing sexy about it. But, you know, that's a good pickup, a good piece for them. Yeah, no, I, I'm really bummed. We talked about this during the week. Yeah. You know, I was kind of hoping to come on and we would be able to uh, to discuss all the splashy trades and stuff that happened. And it, at the end of the day, this was just another year where a lot of smoke, no fire. How did nobody trade for Dwight Howard? Nobody. Nobody wanted to rent him, you're telling me. Why would they? Um, tell, tell me, first of all, he's already killed most of his value by already saying that he is going to opt out of his uh, player contract, uh, player option, excuse me, at the end of the year. Why would you give up assets unless you absolutely thought – that he could put you over the top and win you a title right now. Can you even name me a team that you say, okay, you put Dwight Howard on that team right now, they can get to their conference finals or they can top the Warriors even. I mean, I mean, I can name teams that'll, that'll Dwight Howard can certainly help. I mean, any team he could help. 
in a playoff race. I don't see why not. But, Help, but but the thing but, is, what but you, put you over the top to where you're giving up valuable assets for a guy that you what, could literally just sign in the off season. Well, that's what I was want. gonna say. What do you, what do you think Houston would have wanted for him? You think they would have wanted that much? Well, they said they wanted at least one one young prospect and a first round pick for which, Dwight. Which Howard. I don't understand. But okay, so they obviously had no interest in really moving him. Right. I mean, I mean, honestly, if you if you know the guy is not going to resign with you, which we know, I, I, obviously you're a Rocket fan. I'm sure you've heard all this stuff afterwards about Harden and him yeah. trying to get each other traded. Exactly. I mean, so there, there's no chance Dwight Howard comes back. So I don't understand why you don't try to just get rid of him for anything. I don't care. I, I trade him for a second round pick if it gives me something for a guy that unless they think they're competing for the playoffs this year. Do you think they think they're competing for a championship this year? They seem to think that they can kind of turn this thing around and that there's still time, uh, they're still they're still kind of in the race, but really, I mean, are they getting past the Spurs or Warriors? Are they even would they even be able to get past the Clippers? I mean, I know they did last year, but last year they were you know they were what third or fourth in the conference, and now they're they're almost out of it. Um, that could be the only logical answer why they didn't lower their price for Dwayne Howard because he's not coming back. I mean, there's no way. No. So. I mean, I'm like I said, I was surprised by that. I wasn't surprised by Blake. I didn't think he was really going to be traded to start with. Again, I, I just thought that was a cool storyline. Nobody has discussed. Um, the Magic traded Tobias Harris to the Pistons, which, ah, man, Sam Van Gundy's building himself a little squad over there. Yeah, he you is. Know? It's, and, it, and, it's, and, it, and it seems like there's a trend going here where he's remaking his Orlando Magic playoff team. You know, the one that went to the, you know, to the finals or, you know, for the race to the finals. It seems like he's rebuilding that team. And Tobias Harris... Many Magic fans weren't crazy about him. I mean, we've seen his potential, but as far as I think he's gonna do better with the Pistons than he did with the Magic, simply because you know the the dynamic of the team, the the role they're gonna ask him to to be. I think he's gonna do good. But Van Gundy's building an interesting young team right now in in, in Detroit. So that's 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 that was an interesting deal. Brandon Jennings uh, went over to the Magic, who the other night he looked great. You know, he played good for them as a playmaker off the bench. So that's that's interesting. There was there. Anything else? I mean, that you think even well, going back on Detroit, another one of the Rockets guy that did get traded, uh, a couple guys actually in kind of unheralded move, but uh, I really like Donatus Yunus for them as well as um, the other guy Marcus Thornton. Yeah, that they got as well. Uh, you know, why do you Ma- think the Rockets traded him? Traded on you know Yunus? Yeah, because they were already crowded at the power forward position. Clint Capella, Josh Smith. Um, That's true. Capella made him extendable. Just, I mean, uh, extendable. Yeah. And they still got Terrence Jones, who probably was the most talented of that bunch that they were desperately trying to trade for anything. There was talks of him being flipped for Markeith Morris, who ended up going to the to the Wizards. That's a deal that we didn't mention. I think that's yeah. be, you know impactful because Washington is right now on the border of trying to make the playoffs. And I think that will help push them over. I mean, obviously, the guy's more talented than Chris Humphreys and I forget who else got moved with him. But, I mean, Morris is... And again, you know, I was beating down the door for Morris to get freed from the clutches of the Phoenix Suns, those bastards who traded his brother away. And I'm sure when him and his brother signed there, there was a thing in place that they would take less or whatever it was for them to be kept together. Yeah, there, there absolutely was. I mean, people, you know, people who may not follow the NBA as closely as you and I do may not know. Here, here's how deep it was. Not only did they take the brotherly discount, they're like, okay, we're going to sign at these discounted rates if you're keeping both of us here. Um, they also shared a bank account wow. on top of that. Um, so, yeah, no, there definitely was 
negotiations where they said, okay, well, we're, you're going to sign us under these deals under the implicit understanding that you're going to keep us here together. And then they kind of screwed him over and went back on their word. Nothing new teams do that all the time. And he went into a funk, but at some point, and this is, um, this is something that Rich and I were talking about our guests last week. Uh Uh, like at some point, bro, you played your entire high school, college, career with your brother and now you at least actually they were together briefly on the rockets if i'm not mistaken before they were dealt separately and then reunited in phoenix but at some point it's like come on bro you got to forge your own identities like you can't just like i realize you're twins and they have those freaky bonds weird twin bonds or whatever (laughs) but bro at some point it's like you gotta you know you gotta just deal with that shit no yeah yeah i i get him you know i get him needing to move on as far as playing with his brother and whatnot yeah, I, I just think it's dirty how they did him because they took a reduced contract. This is true. Contract. Yeah, that's that, the thing that, that bothers that, me. That to me, at the same time, still bothers me more than anything else. Yeah, so I mean, it's interesting. And even, you know, I don't know, a lot of people probably don't know, but Tobias Harris and Chandler Fry are cousins, actually. Are they now? Yeah, so it was interesting that when they traded Tobias Harris, Chandler Fry wasn't traded yet. And so they interviewed him, like, you know, Orlando Magic beat writers and stuff. They interviewed him at practice, and they were asking him, like, oh, were you hurt when Tobias got traded? And he's like, hurt for what? He's like, what do you want me to do, cry? He's like, we're in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like, he's in a great situation. He just got put on a great spot that I think is good for him. And, you know, obviously they're asking him questions whether he was going to get traded or whatnot. He didn't want to answer those. But, you know, I think it was pretty obvious he was going to get traded once, you know, we got back what we got for Tobias because it kind of filled the same role as him. But, it was interesting to hear his, you know, him say the opposite of what the Morris brothers act like. You know, he's like, I'm sad for what? You know, I mean, I appreciate. He said he appreciated the opportunity to be able to play with him, and it was fun and whatnot. But, you know, what's he gonna be sad about? They're both in privileged situations. You know what I mean? So true. So the, the trade deadline came and gone. It was definitely a snooze fest. But you know, it's almost like the hype leading up to it is funner than the actual exactly. You know, one of those type of situations where, I, and, I, and I promise you, man, I was on like the message boards and all the websites like refreshing every 30 seconds like as it got closer and closer I was refreshing every 30 seconds like someone's gotta get traded someone's gotta get traded and like it just came and went all the big names that you expected to get moved just stayed put I, I think too the the fact that the salary cap boom that's coming up this summer definitely impacted that because expiring contracts are essentially a non-factor now for maybe the first time ever because teams would always be willing to either want to take on or shed um, you know, to get that financial relief and uh, either get rid of or take on those massive contracts for flexibility. Um, and I think, too, the the idea that everybody is kind of staying pat because they want to see what's going to happen with this whole Kevin Durant thing. Yeah. Nobody wants to take on extra salary. Everybody wants to have clear, you know, clear the books. Everybody thinks they have a chance at it, Kevin Durant. Exactly. So, so I think that kind of messed things up too. Yeah, it did. It's going to be interesting with the big, like you said, the cap space. That's a, that's a, that's a monkey wrench. Now, man. now after the season and after the, the NBA draft and uh, when free agency starts, then that's when it's really going to, that's going to be very fun yeah. to speculate on and to see what's going to happen. Yeah. That's going to be fun, man. I look forward. I love, man, I love, I know I, we all love the season when the games are being played, but like I get a super a real rush, man, from the off seasons. Like I love all that free agency drafts, trades. I love all that, man. So, but again, I'm a fanatic, so it could just be me. But I know there's a bunch of me out there. <laughs> like I said, I know I wasn't the only one. Refresh, yep, refresh, there's one refresh. right here in the room with you. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> we were refreshing like crazy, man. We had to know what was happening. So trade deadline, you sucked, but we love you still. <laughs> now we are gonna play a new game. Foul or no foul? I'm going to give you subjects, and you tell me if it's a foul, 
obviously you're not a fan of it then or no foul you're you're in agreement with it you love it or you think it can be done whatever the case may be so i'm just gonna throw stuff at you you hit me back of course i'll tell you how i feel about stuff too but i'm gonna give it to you first on everyone because i want to hear your opinion okay so foul or no foul ronda rousey can she bounce back to be ufc champion the reason i ask that is because we all know that everyone thought she was unbeatable she got beat now it looked like she was in a little bit of a slump coming out of it. It didn't look like she was taking it well mentally. And then recently on TV, she did an interview and she said that she wanted to kill herself because that. of that. Yep. So it's, it was interesting to hear that because again, how the mighty have fallen. Someone that we thought couldn't be beat wanted to take their own life. They said, so do you think foul or no foul can Ronda Rousey bounce back? I'm, I'm going to call foul on – wait, hold on. Let me finish. I'm going to call foul on this whole sequence of events recently that encompassed her crying and saying she thought about killing herself. And then the very next day trying to catchphrase or trying to um, trademark the phrase fuck them all oh. and trying to profit. You can't, you can't have it both ways. Foul on that, but no foul on the idea that she can, in fact, be the champion again, because why not? I mean, she's definitely got the skill set for it. Uh, There's not a lot of other competition. I mean, I know Holly Holm beat her and everything, but yeah, I mean, absolutely. Why couldn't she be the champion? So you're not buying the kill myself stuff? You think it's kind of a... What? what, Because you know her, I don't know, I don't know if you know, but her dad killed himself too when he was like eight. When what? she was eight, when she was I, eight. I didn't know that. Then why yeah. the fuck would you joke about that? That's, that's what I'm saying. Not, obviously, she wasn't joking about it, but I mean. But that's what I mean. I don't think she m- would joke about my, that. So My whole thing is you can't be as arrogant as she was when she was winning and then want to come out and play the sympathy card um, when you have got tested for the first time. You can't have it both ways. Yeah. So that's that's what I I'm calling foul on that, but no foul again on the idea that she it you know she continues to train hard and get her get her stuff together that she could be champion again. Yeah. yeah. Why not? Yeah. On my side, no foul. Like like you said, as far as her becoming champion again at Cloud Dodgers, we love Ronda Rousey. I love Ronda Rousey. So I, I I hope she does regain it again, man. She she's good for the UFC. Like you know, we say certain teams are good for their sport. The Lakers, the Yankees. You know, these teams are when when they're good, the sport's better. So again, Ronda Rousey. I hope she bounces back. So you know, we'll see. But whether whether she'll beat Holly Holm again, I don't even know, man. I I don't think if it comes just down to that question, I say foul. Ooh. I don't think Ronda Rousey could beat Holly Holm again. No. If somebody else it, beats it, Holly Holm, is Holly Holm the champ? She's a champ. Okay, she's a champ, man. I don't and I don't see any way she could beat Holly Holm. That's my opinion. So I'm calling on a foul on her winning the championship again, champ, winning win the belt again. If somebody else beats Holly Holm, I believe Ronda could beat that person, but I don't believe she could beat Holly Holm. You th- you think it's just what psychological? Like she could psychologically, get over that? and just Holly Holm is just you know, in most in most things, and especially in fighting, it's a matchup. It all comes down to the matchup. You know what I mean? So she is so much – she's so physically dominating. She's a master at what she does. And, you know, she's strong, man. She's strong. And Ronda Rousey – and Ronda Rousey actually said that she was knocked out after the first punch in that fight. So that obviously has a lot to do with it. But, again, I just – I don't see it happening, man, unless she trains – you know, changes her training camp and all that. We'll see. But I'm throwing – for now, foul. Uh, next topic, staying in the mixed martial arts field. Bellator put on an event <laughs> yesterday – which I'm so glad we're talking about uh, this. Bellator put on an event, <laughs> which in my opinion was atrocious as far as MMA standards go. You know, I feel like at a point we need to call this like a, a cousin of the WWE because it's not a cousin of the UFC or in any way <laughs> in that same field. We watched Kimbo 
and Dada 5000. Yes, we did. Which was Shame, that, shamefully, but we we watched. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. It was a <laughs> terrible display, but I know everyone watched it. We've seen two guys who add up to over 100 years of age fight after that, which was just as bad with, you know, again, legends, 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 legends. So we all watched. So what they're doing, their marketing scheme is perfect. But again, it's WWE-like, right? So my question is, with the terrible performance that they put on, Bellator as an MMA promoter, foul or no foul? No foul. Oh, I, not, no not, foul? Not only am I calling no foul, if I had an MVP vote and an all-star vote, I would give it to them. For the fight, not so for the fighting, but for the comedy and entertainment aspect, you couldn't put a price on what you saw last night. You really couldn't. You know, two guys with all of this trash talking from, you know, from the streets of Miami, from the hood <laughs> and whatnot. And was Dada, did he kind of copy Kimbo's style and this and that? And all of this leading up to it for two guys who apparently you know smoked cigarettes and drank and ate fast food as part of their training regimen at least that's the impression that i got once you see that a guy is pretty much gassed by the end of the first round they were gassed from the second they ran to the ring oh my goodness it was, it was ridiculous man i am saying foul stop listen <laughs> cut cut this off now stop doing it it's a disgrace to mma if you want to call it wwe light or whatever you want to call it i'm good with it but as an MMA thing, man, we're going to have to disagree on this again. I am not with it, man. Like, it was just ridiculous. I like street fighting Kimbo. I don't want to see this MMA crap, man. The stuff that I seen on YouTube back in the day, that's what legends were made of, man. Kimbo was a legend for that. I don't want to see him out here falling all over the floor, man. It looked like it, it looked like it was scripted, man. I can't hold, Every fight I watch on Bellator, I'm like, is this a script? Is this what, It was what? tremendous, though. Oh, And again, and we talked about this before the recording today, is that at least Bellator is owning up to the fact that, yes, this is incredibly, you know, cheesy, uh, you know, and villain like, but again, it would, it would be kind of nice if UFC would sort of lighten up a little bit and allow their guys some pageantry and fun. And instead they kind of try to act like they're, you know, that sort of behavior is beneath them. Yeah. Uh, you know, they ought to maybe embrace that heel aspect of it. Maybe, maybe just a little bit. Yeah. I, I know they're doing awesome. They don't need to change their business model at all. Well, but well, well, the UFC, the one thing I disagree with is they took away the sponsors from the athletes and they, when they signed their deal with Reebok, so, like, if you see in Bellator, they're wearing sponsors all over, the shirts, the gear, everything. UFC athletes can't do that anymore. So, a lot of UFC athletes lost a ton of money through that deal because Reebok has them on, like, a pay scale. Ah. So, like, depending on who you are, you make a certain amount. But there was guys making a ton of money on their own, you know, getting sponsors for themselves. You know what I mean? So, a lot of guys lost money there. So, that's why you see UFC fighters like Benson Henderson and um, other guys, Phil Davis, they switch from UFC to Bellator because they get offered contracts they can't refuse. Now, now again... And, and it, maybe maybe we ought to just let the audience know, you're a big MMA guy. Yes. I dabble in it here and there. Yeah. I'm more of a boxing guy, but boxing is deader than dead. Um, I'm starting to get into the UFC, especially, you know, recording and, and hanging out with somebody like Neil, who's into it so much, it's kind of hard not to. Um, now, those guys that you mentioned that switched over from MMA to Bellator, are they any good? Yes. Okay, good. Yeah. so those would, are big names. Yeah. So UFC was sad to have lost them. Yes. Mm. Yeah, so like Benson Henderson, he he hasn't fought in Bellator yet. He's he came from the UFC, his contract ended, he signed with Bellator and gets an immediate title shot. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? So he's, I mean, he's, he's all game, you know, he's, he's, he's a brawler for sure, but I just, you know, I don't know. I, I throw foul on the antics, man. I just can't for, for MMA standards. We're going to disagree on that. I just can't, you know, I can't stand the whole, you know, the act, but I get it for marketing purposes. I'm not going to lie. I was watching. Come on guys. I recorded <laughs> we it all were. and I'll talk about it forever. Oh my goodness. So last foul or no foul. This one, a little more of a serious topic. Oh, Chris Bosch. Oh, retire. I say Chris Bosch. He, he obviously wants to keep playing, but foul or no foul, should Chris Bosch retire? Man. Or I'll say it this way. Chris Bosch should retire, foul or no foul. The the basketball lover in me wants to say foul and say, no, Chris, you should stay and keep blessing us with those 6'10 lefty rainbows from three-point land. Uh, the logical, the human side of me says foul and uh, that, you know, you should put your health first. You've already made a ton of money. You've already got titles. Uh, if there's any chance at all that it's going to jeopardize your actual well-being right now and possibly later in life, then hang them up. Like, what what does Chris Bosh really have left to prove? Right, right. So Chris Bosh retire, you say? Overall, I'm going to say... Uh, at the end of the day, fan aside. Yeah, at the end of the day, fan aside. Do we do we know how serious this is for that, him? Uh, I've heard comments from I believe it was Dwayne Wade who said it's not the health scare that it was last year. So I heard it was blood clots again though. And Un- until until we get more information, I'm going to have to say foul. And uh, I think he should maybe stay behind. But again, this is now obviously if something were to come out, then I'll reserve the right to change yes. to no foul. But for right now, foul until we know Vic, more. we cannot see eye to eye today. No foul. Bosh, go home, man. Like he said, you've proved it all. You've done it all. You've got the money. You have a family who loves you, man. He's, he's still the Toronto Raptors all-time leading rebounder and scorer. Uh, again, two titles, multiple all-stars. Um, you know, and it's not really going to change his legacy anymore if he were to retire right now. Um, some people do you, here, here's, here's a better question. Chris Bosch hall of fame, foul or no foul NBA hall of fame. So you say, okay. So the, so Chris Bosch hall of fame, right? Okay. And I, hmm. some people seem to think so. I'm going to call, I hate to say it, but I'm going to call foul on that one. I don't think right now, let's say he retires today. Would he make in the hall of fame? My answer is no. You say no. Yeah, I'm going to okay. say no too. I just, I don't know, man. I just feel like I feel like he's been a great teammate, man. He's been a great teammate. He's performed well. He's done everything, you know, he was asked of. But I just – he's never done it. I don't know. You know, when he was on his own, he just kind of – you know, I mean, obviously he did great on his own, but he didn't – he didn't prove anything to me that he could change the game in any way, that he was, you nope. know, a team changer in any way on his own to carry a team, you know, to the, to the promised land. They got to the playoffs, but at the end of the day, he was still – another in a long line of good stats, bad team yep. guys. Um, yeah. So again, I just, I just wanted to see what you thought about that. Cause there, there's a lot of like internet chatter and even people I've talked to uh, that I know personally who say that they seem to think Chris Bosch is a lock for the hall of fame. And I just don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. I don't see it either. So, well, that was our first edition of foul or no foul. We disagree on everything, <laughs> but it's okay. Cause there's always next week. So the last thing we're going to get into is our NBA DFS this time sponsored to you by no halftime. So shout out to no halftime, the app. We love you guys. Um, I'm going to start, uh, you know how I do mine. I do a value pick, a sleeper pick and the obvious. So my value for this week will be uh, Danny green. 
who, of course, Manu Ginobili is hurt. So he's going to get an uptick in minutes, which obviously improves his value. But, of course, in DFS, he's not expensive either. You know, he's a great great price range for him. And he's only, you know, he, he, that team, he's a, he's a big part of that team. And especially, like I said, with the uptick in minutes, his value is great in DFS. So, you know, I don't really want to get into all the stats and, and whatnot. To me, it's just we know it. The Spurs, we know his role in the team. Manu Ginobili is hurt. Someone has to take time from him, and Danny Green's the guy. So that's my value play. Um, I have my sleeper is Brandon Jennings. Okay, okay, Magic Homer coming out of me again. <laughs> I can't help it, man. I can't help it. But Brandon Jennings last night, his first game in Orlando, looked fantastic. He came off the bench, did not start. And I don't assume that he's going to start at all this year. But uh, he looked great off the bench, man. He was a playmaker. He made things happen. Between him and Oladipo, it looked like they played all year together. You know, they looked great together. Um, they actually won in overtime against the Mavericks. So it was, it was it was a great game, man. He was passing the ball. He was, you know, playing. He's not known for defense in any way. So, you know, but he, he, he was he was passing the ball well. He was scoring buckets. He was hitting threes. And, again, mind you, this is his first time playing in Orlando Magic uniform with new teammates, probably one practice under his belt or two practices under his belt. So he's my sleeper play. Um, look for Brandon Jennings, you know, going forward to be a, a good price. And um, as far as my obvious play, we're going to go with um, DeMarcus Cousins. Come on, man. I know we've mentioned this guy before. I know we've discussed him before. You know, everyone knows how good the guy is. There's, there's no, there's no question in it, man. But my, my, my reason for picking him for obvious this time around is, guys, stop trying to be cute. Stop trying to not put Demarcus in your lineup. Stop trying to find, you know, lineups to beat Demarcus Cousins. You seen the stat line last night? The guy oh, oh was goodness. a monster, and he's a monster in and out every single night, man. There's no way to stop him. He's the the key part of that offense. You know, and so, he, and, 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 you know, like other guys on their teams, like Westbrook and whatnot, he, he's unstoppable, man. Week in, at day in, day out, he should be in your DFS lineup. Spend the money on him. There's no reason not to. Vic, who do you have this week? Well, a little bit different approaches for us on this. Um, I, I just tend to more pick guys who I think are playing well of late, who should be solid plays um, no matter what. So even if you're on a budget or not, these are guys that you definitely, if you are on a budget and, uh, you know, you should definitely think about breaking it maybe, uh, but n nobody that I'm mentioning, I don't think even really costs that much. First guy I'm going to mention, a uh, guy that we kind of touched on a little bit earlier, Tobias Harris, simply because he's going to log major minutes in lineups where he's either going to be a big three or smaller lineups where he's going to be a stretch for either way. They traded for him a guy with a lot of upside, um, Stan Van Gundy, I think is going to be able to get the most out of him. So just the very fact that he's going to see a lot of usage and he's going to get a lot of open looks, uh, with Andre Drummond, um, and Reggie Jackson drawing up a lot of the defense's attention. They brought him there for that reason, because they want to play him and they think that he can be a very good piece of what they're trying to put together there. So definitely Tobias Harris. I like, um, another guy that I like is Drew Holiday, uh, with, uh, Pelican's point guard and uh, now the backup shooting guard by de facto because now Eric Gordon is out and Tyreek Evans also out so here's a guy even though Norris Cole got the start for them on uh, their last game before the all-star break he still had 20 points in that game uh, and in fact four straight 20 point games a guy who's getting a lot of usage of late so Drew Holiday is another guy I by like the way, a lot before you go on Pelicans are they like made a glass man they're always got they're always hurt they're got, I don't know if they need a new training staff, if they need to pick better free agents when the time comes. But, man, I feel like 
Tyreek Evans, Gordon, even Davis sometimes are always hurt. Gordon man. had an injury history. We we knew what he yeah. was. Uh, Tyreek Evans is relatively surprising. He, you know, he his lack of playing time came more from, you know, still kind of learning the game or not being in even, the best situation. Even Drew Holiday has been hurt. I mean, they've all been hurt. But yeah. Drew Holiday is a good, you know, a good play for now for sure for the reasons you said. Yep. And your last guy? My last guy uh, – Carl Anthony Towns, I'm pretty sure this is a guy who's going to be running away with Rookie of the Year award, who's averaging 17 and 10 and a half rebounds right now and has 10 straight double-doubles. Uh, and their game's coming up this week. They've got um, they got the Pelicans, like we just mentioned, the Raptors, and the Celtics this week. Um, not really any opposing big men I see there that would scare me away from Carl uh, Anthony Towns being able to do damage. So definitely a guy I like upcoming for this week for sure. Um, you know, do do whatever you got to do. Start him every game because the guy is killing it right now. There you go, guys. There you have it. You guys will win money with our picks, man. This is a lot of work goes into these things. So, and again, I mean, we're that's gonna sum up the episode for today. You know, we always we always end it with our DFS plays, so that's where we'll end it. Um, anything else you want to hit on before we go? I mean, a lot of other stuff. I mean, that that would be, you know, do we want to make it into a two-hour podcast? But, uh, <laughs> you know, there, there's still some Walking Dead stuff that we didn't get to touch on. Um, you guys, know, and, we're, we're going to go into stuff besides sports sometimes, guys. So, you know, yeah. you know look for stuff like that. You know, we, I know we talked about O.J. Simpson last week in the show, which, mm-hmm. again, this episode was great last week. Uh, they, they continue to, you know, bring good episodes. Dropped an F-bomb on TV. But, uh, they did. But you told me they were going to stop with the Kardashian stuff. You said it wasn't going to happen as much. It was more this episode than ever. See, here, ever. see, here's the thing, though. Like, okay, they have been involved in every episode, but really to what degree? We saw them in the one scene and then never again. Granted, yes, it has been every episode. Now, when I said that... This was something that I read, which granted was from one of the show producers, but where they said that, um, you know, there's really only involved in a few scenes here and there, maybe like five or six over the course. So we've already had three of them already. Um, you know, it, it's definitely not taking away the enjoyment no. of the show for me. It Maybe it is a little bit heavy handed at times like, oh, yes, we must include <laughs> the Kardashians because they're famous now and because he was their dad. Um, but again, yeah, not, not going to get me to stop watching on yeah, Tuesdays just, for sure. I'm just busting their chops. It's good, man. It's a great show. And yeah. like I said, we will go into other stuff, walking dead game of Thrones as it's coming back. It's the trailer. Name. Did you see the trailer, the trailer with, the, with the creepy hall of faces? Creepy, man. Ridiculous. We, we definitely should. We we're, we're going to do a it's pretty safe to say we're going to do a preview, right? When, oh yeah. Cause I believe the new season starts April 24th. So we very well might look into doing an episode where we do a preview, maybe a recap. Um, believe it or not, maybe some people not on the Game of Thrones train yet. If we can turn them into viewers, like, why not? It's yeah. it's it's excellent television. Yeah, guys. So get with us. I mean, like I said, obviously we cover a ton of sports, but there's going to be all kinds of stuff that we go into. So, again, reach out to us. You know, hit us with questions, even if it's questions about us or you want to get to know us more, you know. And shout out also to the first official sponsor of the Clock Dodgers podcast, the No Halftime app. You know, we would be uh, you know, remiss if we didn't mention it. I, I love it. I just won another 20-something dollars again last night. You know what I mean? I love it, man. All you do is challenge people, you know, one-on-one. And it's, it's, it's like me and you could go, you know, Westbrook for Harden or, you know, Towns for Cousins, you know, stuff like that. You know, matchup versus matchup rather than whole team matchups. So we have a surprise guest coming up you know, in the near future for the, no, you know, no halftime guys. But um, again, shout out to them, man. They're a great product. Awesome system that they have. It's a, it's just, it's fun, man. It's as fun as can be. So we're going to go ahead and end on that note, guys. Um, we'll see you next week. Peace out. Later. Later.